0: Nothing wrong with your
1: television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Welcome back to "Do Not Adjust Your Picture." I'm Skylar Trich.
0: I'm Stuart Linver.
1: Today it's my turn. I'm making Stuart watch the 1999 classic "Never Been Kissed."
0: Kiss me, I'll better as a
1: crazy... Wow, you're so talented. Oh
0: my It's one of the songs that's always in romantic comedies from the
1: 90s. Yeah, it is. You're right. I'm not 1,000% sure if it's in this one or not.
0: And then uh, semi charm Life is in every sex comedy from the 90s. I want this. Is that kind of it? I'm on a lot of meth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah. It's not bad. You know what? Third Eye Blind is not bad. <laughs>
1: I don't know your earnest what saying that just, like, made my stomach, like, get, a, like, a butterfly in it. Like, it was, like, a, oh, you're so tiny, and you're a little baby, You like, third-eye blind.
0: And Ska is a great genre. No,
1: it's not. I will die on that hill that no. anyone that likes Ska is stupid.
0: People at work agreed with me today yeah, that Yeah, you work might... in a vault. <laughs> you guys don't see sunlight. <laughs> We were talking about Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and we were talking about the specials and we were talking about madness and we were wondering why doesn't anybody like the selector?
1: You just sound like a virgin every time you bring up Ska and then I'm like, oh no, I'm his girlfriend (laughs) and then people are like, oh god, I thought he was a virgin and I'm like, he might as well be, right guys? Well,
0: every time (laughs) you throw me down, I can pick myself back up. I can pick it up. That didn't work. Anyway, so this movie is... (laughs)
1: This movie is like a classic rom-com in the sense that it's got everything that you are looking for in a romantic comedy. It's got an unsuspecting female lead that's just kind of like trying to do her job the best she can when she stumbles upon a really handsome teacher, which um, should raise red flags, but she's not actually 17. She's like a 30-year-old journalist playing a teenager, which I guess is fine.
0: It happens in a lot of movies when 30-year-olds play uh, teenagers, and they're like, wait a second, are you an undercover cop? I
1: think that's why Euphoria is so jarring to me. It's because it's like age-appropriate actors and actresses playing the characters, and it's like, oh my god,
0: these babies are doing drugs off each
1: other's navels.
0: That's why Larry Clark's kids is so jarring, because they're all really 12.
1: Yeah, and it's like, yikes, ooh, (laughs) Very effective, but just a lot of cringe. Ooh,
0: that's a great soundtrack. They have Daniel Johnston on that one. They got Lou Barlow doing the song.
1: Daddy never
0: understood. Bow, bow,
1: bow, bow. So in this movie, we have an all-star cast of Drew Barrymore, David Arquette, Molly Shannon, John C. Riley, Gary Marshall makes a quick cameo, Octavia Spencer's in it. It's written by like the powerhouse rom-com team of... um, Mark Silverstein, and, ooh, why am I forgetting her name? Abby Cohn.
0: Cohn, got They also
1: wrote I Feel Pretty and um, Valentine's Day, He's Just Not That Into You, How to Be Single, and they're also apparently doing a Threes Company movie set in the 70s.
0: Maybe they'll do three of them.
1: What? You whispered, I couldn't hear you. What'd you say?
0: Maybe they'll do three of them.
1: Three of what?
0: Three's Company.
1: Like a like a trilogy? Anyway. Um I could, fun fact, I couldn't watch Three's Company when I was little because it would give me anxiety because they would always get into something and I'd be like, I can't handle this mess that they've gotten themselves <laughs> into and I'd turn the channel. Yes. Um anyways, you're just shaking your head at me like I'm a
0: monster. It's fine. There's a movie like there is some stuff like that. I can't think of it right now. Quality content. Anyway
1: <laughs> it wasn't a movie. It was a TV show. Oh yeah. You don't. You're not a, a TV person. Though.
0: I'm not. I like some TV. I'm a big fan of some TV. Um, but I, I I gravitate towards movies. I do not keep up with any of the stuff that everyone. Does. Succession. I don't know anything about that. No. Brian Cox is in it, and I like him a lot. I think he's uh, somebody that we are taking for granted and recognizing as a great actor, and he deserves an Oscar.
1: Okay, is that is that your Brian Cox corner?
0: Yeah, that's my Brian Cox corner.
1: Okay, so do you have any questions before we get into the movie?
0: No, I'm going into this pretty blind.
1: Yeah, I, you've literally never seen it. Been kissed? I, yeah, I've never touched you. <laughs> Are you saving
0: it till marriage?
1: No. <laughs> We're too poor to get married. <laughs> oh. All right, well, let's uh, get into this movie.
0: Let's watch Never Been.
1: why are you whispering I don't I'm it's It's dramatic it's dramatic (laughs) god damn it
0: (laughs) you know I'd like to tell you that we all grow out of it it's a lie some of us will always be rattling cages
1: why do you do that
0: I I don't know you know what's scary is that when you get older it's just it just gets more confusing I mean you know Laura my girlfriend you met at the club I've been going out for five years, and now she wants me to move to New York. And, you know, I mean, I should, I should do it. You know, make the commitment and grow up. I know we have our differences. You know what, I shouldn't be talking about this stuff with you. I'm sorry.
1: It's nice to have someone to talk to. (laughs) Yeah, same here.
0: All I can tell you is that when you're my age, guys will be lined up around the block for you.
1: You have to say that because you're my
0: teacher. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm your teacher. And we're back.
1: I was just yawning. Sorry.
0: (laughs) We just watched Never Been... Never Been Kissed.
1: Yeah, what'd you think? Oh, I liked it. Yeah, it's a really sweet... Romantic comedy. So, a brief summary: Drew Barrymore plays Josie Geller, a copy editor for the Chicago Sun Times. Um, she wants more responsibility. She wants to eventually become a journalist because she's a writer first and foremost. Her boss, Gus John C. Riley's character, refuses to give her any sort of um, promotion of any kind. Until Gary Marshall or uh, his boss, Gary Marshall's character is like, "You look young. You're gonna go undercover in a high school," to Josie, and she's like, "That sounds great." And then Molly Shannon and John C. Riley are just like, "No, I don't. I don't think you should do this. You don't seem fit out fit for it. Like, it's a really big responsibility. It's not just like a little 500 word." like little brief piece it's an undercover assignment it's big it's a cover story and so she visits her brother rob played by david arquette he's like 23 he works at a tiki is it like a kinko's kind of
0: yeah it's uh yeah
1: it's like a kinko's but it's like tiki the
0: heyday of david arquette
1: yeah, young David Arquette, very handsome. Scream
0: and one of the most underrated of his movies, Ravenous.
1: I've never seen it.
0: Really good movie. Guy Pierce is in it. Um... I don't
1: know who that is.
0: Guy okay, Pierce. Uh, Memento.
1: I've never seen Memento.
0: He's in a lot of movies. Uh, he's really great. Uh, yeah, Ravenous is good. But anyway, never been kissed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so she goes to see him, and she's like, "Guess what? I finally have a story." An undercover story, I have to be a 17-year-old high school senior. I need to borrow your shitty, broken-down car because no one's going to believe that a 17-year-old drives my nice car. And he's like, do you remember what it was like when you were 17? And then it cuts to everyone in a cafeteria yelling Josie Grossy" at her. Which is just fucking heartbreaking. (laughs) It's like, oh, everyone's Josie Grossy. Everyone relates to being Josie Grossy In high school... The popular kids would put, like, Sprite down her backpack to make it look like she was peeing herself. One guy in her high school named Billy told her that he would go to prom with her as a joke. And then when he pulled up in a limousine, he threw eggs at her while she was in a prom dress. And she heard her mom coming, and she didn't want her mom to see how embarrassed she was, so she ran away. Oh, it's just so heartbreaking. So she gets to high school, it's her first day undercover, she's dressed in like a big boa, and like all white, like really nude lip, really high hair, just like really embarrassing looking, like someone who, who would dress like they think that high schoolers looked, I guess.
0: There are a lot of parallels, I noticed, to Billy Madison. Like what? Well, and especially since this came out after Billy Madison, there was that scene, the uh, when she shows up to high school dressed as what she thinks is uh in at the time mm-hmm. like the reo speed wagon shirt Adam oh, Sandler yeah. is. but the thing that and i couldn't help but think about this at the end when everybody starts kissing each other at the baseball game the uh only thing i could think of was the end of billy madison at the graduation when everybody starts kissing each other norm mcdonald and the lunch lady <laughs> yeah uh what was it chris farley and the uh, mascot? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a cliche for a reason. The penguin, not the mascot. <laughs> so, um, she's in high school. She's not popular. Immediately, everyone's making fun of her. They hide her car her first day. They drive it like on top of the roof or something. It's not until the pressure is on that she uh, decides to hunker down and not hang out with the mathletes anymore.
0: One of which
1: was Giuseppe Andrews. Yeah,
0: one of my favorite, one of my favorite people in, I, I guess, the entertainment underground.
1: Yeah, Giuseppe Andrews is cool.
0: He's, uh, he shows up in a lot of these movies from this time. He's in Detroit Rock City. Hmm. Oh, um, I love Detroit Rock City. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's briefly in Independence Day, and then he gave up acting, and well, then he gave up mainstream acting and I was like I'm gonna make movies with my camcorder his movies are wonderful
1: so she even when she's not popular she forms kind of a bond with her teacher Mr. Coulson or Sam as he prefers to be called
0: wait his name actually I didn't catch that in the movie his name is actually Mr. Coulson
1: yeah yeah Uh, but he prefers his students to call him Sam because he's a cool teacher he plays with a, a hockey stick and a and a beanbag during class as an analogy, which is just the coolest. It's like one degree cooler than sitting backwards in a chair. I,
0: I know Drew Barrymore was the narc, but <laughs> I don't know that guy.
1: I mean, he's kind of high. Like as like if you that was your teacher, you'd be like,
0: ah, "Let's you, rap." Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, Tupac <laughs> is like the Shakespeare of our time.
1: <laughs> Ew. Ew. Um. yeah so they immediately kind of hit it off and she's like got like a little crush on him he's got like a tiny little crush on her but he can't because he's her teacher and she's 17 I just
0: kept thinking of 30 Rock when uh, Pete is talking about not wanting to go back to teach high school and he's like they say they're not women but they are
1: <laughs> oh that's so gross um, so yeah, she goes back. She's not cool until the pressure's put on her by Gus to be, like, it's it's his job and her job on the line, is what he says to her. He's like, you have to get the story. It's It's gotta be about sex. It's gotta be about, like, some sort of, you know, crime or a you scandal jazz of some it sort. Up. Yeah. Because that's what sells, apparently, and then early 2000s newspapers. So, her brother Rob comes in, and he was always popular in high school when they were actually in high school years before. So he comes in, and he's like, I'm going to be cool in a day. And she's like, no way. He becomes cool by chugging coleslaw out of a tub. I guess that's I mean, what com- kids
0: competitive eaters have a huge following
1: oh i i hate that you constantly make that point at me and i don't understand why
0: so everybody knows kobayashi's name
1: i don't i don't want anything to do with competitive eaters i feel like it promotes like it's eating really disorders.
0: weird uh, i don't understand why it's so under- well it's, it's it's very out of the it's it's out of the ordinary
1: i don't like fun <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> so Rob becomes cool. He starts to, like, spread around that Josie and him dated, which is also kind of creepy. It's her brother. It's weird. But doing her a favor, he starts to tell every single cool person that, you know, they dated and she broke up with him. He spreads around lies that her family, like, owns Exlax, so they're really rich and she spends all of her time in the south of France. Um, And it works. All of these like little idiot seventeen year olds are like, oh, she's rich and she dated this cool guy, so she must be cool. So she gets into the inner circle, leaving her mathlete friends behind. She gets asked to prom by the the hot the hottest guy in school, guy. His name is Guy because of course it is. They go as um, a Shakespeare character. I always forget. I've never read this Shakespeare. Um play is it rose it's rosalie and um
0: oh i have no fucking idea
1: oh i was looking for you for the for the answer <sighs> oh man i'm so bad at shakespeare at shakespeare at shakespeare in general i don't know uh <laughs> she goes to prom with him and it's when the This, like, the really popular people try and pull a prank on one of her friends. It's a mathlete who she quickly bonded with and who was nice to her when she wasn't cool. They try to pour, like, wet dog food all over her. That she finally is like, hey, we need to stop. Like, this whole social construct of, like, popular versus unpopular means nothing. You're all gonna get old and none of this is going to matter. This is a weird thing that you guys are doing where you're being mean to each other. It doesn't make any sense. That's when she reveals that she's an undercover reporter, that her brother Rob is actually 23, and he went to prom with a 16-year-old. <sighs> because it was the 90s. And But it's even pointed out in the movie that, like... She,
0: he scoots away pretty fast.
1: Yeah, he's like, no, thank you. Uh, I don't want to be called out for this, but Josie is like, you're... Girlfriend is a 16 year old, and he's like, Yeah, but she's a gymnast, which is just so fucking creepy. But that's when she blows his cover, and that's when her professor or her teacher, Sam, is like, Oh, wait, you're not who I thought you were. And he leaves all huffy puffy. So she writes an article about how she's never been kissed before, not like really kissed by someone who she's in love with. And she tells. Sam to meet her on a baseball diamond at a certain time so he can give her her first real kiss. While he's packing up, he sees the article and he goes to the stadium and kisses her, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely what happens in the movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think? Oh, I liked it. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Okay. You're yawning. I'm sorry.
0: This is not reflective of the movie, but um, no, I enjoyed it. Uh, I was worried that because I don't generally generally enjoy romantic comedies. Um,
1: What romantic comedies have you sat down to watch? uh,
0: How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days.
1: Well, you're not watching the ones that are Good or well written. You're just watching like the that's ones like that if, you put I on. Judged, if I judged if I judge the movies if I judged horror movies by like killing Spree, I wouldn't like horror movies either. You're not watching the quality content.
0: But it changes what I'm when you go onto Netflix and you choose let's watch no reservations. Not the Bourdain show, but the the Bradley Cooper one.
1: No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But you're... See, that's what I hate. I feel like there's, like, a weird sexism around romantic comedies because women enjoy it, so people think that it's stupid. And then they also only have, like, a select few that people can name off the top of their head that are automatically bad. Like, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. If you base every single movie in that genre off of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, you're not gonna see any of the good ones.
0: I don't know, I just... I guess I just uh, not never been particularly interested in romantic comedies.
1: I mean, they're also not really in your target demographic. Yeah. Which makes sense. But I don't know. You like this one. Yeah. You also, I mean, you've seen like other ones before and you've liked them too. Yeah. So, you know,
0: what qualifies uh, what generally qualifies a lot of movies for romantic comedies because I think there is a general...
1: It's in the title, Romance and Comedy. Yeah. There's a central romance story between like a woman, a man, a man, a man, a woman, a woman. Like, But I'm a cheerleader. It could be yeah. is classified as a romantic comedy. Um, it has to take place between a central love story or multiple because uh, what's that Christmas movie called? Where there's all four Christmases. No, another one with all the all the fucking romance that I hate. I hate this movie. Oh God, I love you. Maybe not. I love you. Maybe the Christmas one that we had to watch a few Christmases ago.
0: Oh God. Um...
1: Oh fuck, I hate it so much. Love Actually.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, weird one.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not just weird. I just I just don't like it. It's just not for me. But um. That's a romantic comedy, I get, or just maybe a romance. I suppose there's comedy thrown in there, but then yeah, the overarching theme of the script is comedy. Um, yeah.
0: All the Judd Apatow movies. Yeah, there's like All romantic
1: far. drama. I'm sure romantic action. If you want to include Mr. and Mrs. Smith categories. Oh yeah. Oh, that's
0: a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, me too. So did everyone else. <laughs> um. But yeah. It's a good like cute little movie it takes place in Chicago. It makes me homesick every time cuz Chicago is the best location for romantic comedy because seasons are so prominent in Chicago that it really helps with like storytelling markers.
0: But it opens up with just one of the most Chicago landmark areas, which is just walking across the Chicago River right off of Wacker Drive. Yeah. And then into the old Chicago Sun Times yeah. building.
1: Classic Chicago.
0: Though as soon as they cut from what was it the the brown line, yeah, going north, uh right around River North, they cut to somewhere that is obviously not. Yeah, there. No, I'm like, it's, Oh, that's California.
1: Yeah, it's probably one of those things that like exteriors were shot there and everywhere else was California.
0: Though they did have A lot of exteriors that had action going on that did still have the chicago skyline prominently in the background
1: well yeah at one point there um sam and josie are on the navy pier ferris wheel and that's when he tells her that she can get any guy that she wants when she's older and she's like well you're just saying that because you're my teacher And he says, I shouldn't say that because I'm your teacher, which is like kind of like just an irksome moment because I feel like this whole movie is kind of dipping its toes into like statutory rape the entire time and like a power dynamic that's not balanced. Like, because Josie knows that she's like 25, like she knows that her and Sam like are on like kind of the same wavelength, but Sam does not know that. And Sam's like, I don't, telling her that he wants to leave his girlfriend before he moves to New York with her. And that's just really a weird thing to throw at a teenager. Because in his mind, he thinks that she's a teenager. And she's like, well, I don't know. Do what you want to do. Whatever makes you happy.
0: She had to know at some point that everything that she was recording would probably be used against him. Yeah. Because that whole time she has a tiny camera. Yeah. camera best quality tiny camera that 1999 had to offer yeah oh my I god I mean and they then broadcast? she
1: acts surprised that they're like hey so the story is now a sex scandal involving a teacher and a student she's like but you can't do that he doesn't mean it and they're like have you been there have you watched the <laughs> tapes that's literally all he's doing It's just trying to seduce his student but it's like, oh, it's okay, because she's actually of age. And if the story was relatable, like, if the story was true, at the very end, he wouldn't have shown up because she was 25. He would have really <laughs> just wanted to be with a 17-year-old.
0: I did keep thinking about uh, the movie Election, which came out a year before this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. The whole, the whole story of that that stems from the teacher staying with the... Uh, sleeping with
1: the student yeah yeah she's gonna read my novel (laughs) i mean and then there's also her brother rob who is knowingly like with a 16 year old girl and she's like hey this is not okay you're an adult she's 16 you can't do that and he's like well you're going to the prom with another 17 year old boy guy so you know who's telling who what not to do. You know
0: it is interesting how things kind of did change and how pers- how perspective how perspective changes over time. Even yeah. within like eight years, when Waiting came out, and you pretty much had that same character as Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but the viewpoint was, oh, this guy.
1: Well, is even like a, like a Matthew predator. McConaughey and like Dazed and Confused. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that character was seen as like just a funny, charming guy that's maybe a tinge creepy, but a thought of, like, statutory rape or just rape in general.
0: I think one of the things that helped us age a little better while still being kind of like a, a comfort movie yeah, was the fact that they do keep that boundary at some point, nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens, yes. anybody.
1: Yeah, not even kissing. Like, I don't believe... I think Robin, the 16-year-old, might kiss at one point, but I don't think... It it doesn't delve into anything, which is still creepy, but we don't it doesn't know what delve into anything else. Um, yeah, there's no, no sex scenes. Thank He's God. also
0: supplying tons of underage people with so much alcohol.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's another thing. I that's just like... kept thinking, what if them? What
0: if one of them drinks too much? Yeah, that's going to be very difficult to explain to the police, and you can't use the excuse of "but I'm a reporter," right?
1: Our cat is sitting really close to our recording device, I Do not Flola. walk on it. Do not walk on the computer. But yeah, it's weird. I, I think it's also helped by the fact that all the actors are played by
0: thirty, which is something thirty-year-old changed.
1: Yeah, no, it still hasn't changed by like thirty-year-old people. So it's just kind of like, okay, well, they don't look young, so I don't get that tinge of like yeah. eek. It's not Euphoria, which once I've said before earlier, is literally the most terrifying TV show in the entire world. Makes me never want to have children, but it's really good.
0: Every Larry Clark movie,
1: yeah. So yeah, that's never been kissed. It's pretty good. I like that Gary Marshall's in it. Kind of gives a gives a nod to like the inventor of. The romantic comedy as oh we know
0: God. it. Everybody that shows up in this movie, because every scene is somebody, them la- if it's not somebody I recognize immediately by name, it's somebody I've seen in something.
1: Yeah, James Franco's in it, kind of.
0: Like I said, Giuseppe Andrews. Um,
1: Jessica Alba's in it.
0: Yeah, uh, there's one, the guy that plays her assistant, um, the guy with the money screensaver.
1: Sean Whalen.
0: Yeah, because I just had that moment of like, where is he from? People Under the Stairs.
1: Yeah. He's in People Under the Stairs.
0: I recognize those teeth.
1: Uh, Lily Sobieski is in it. Um, she retired from acting, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like an all-star cast, a really nice movie. I'm glad that they still write movies together. Um, Mark Silverstein and Abby Cohn met like at Northwestern in college
0: oh there we
1: go yeah and so they just have been writing movies together ever since and it's always been in the genre of romantic comedy and they're always really successful so yeah it's really sweet oh and Hole is in the soundtrack the soundtrack is actually really good yeah
0: R.E.M. is in it yeah the Smiths the
1: Smiths, Cyndi Lauper, John Lennon Cardigans um Jimmy Eat World is in it I forgot the Beach Boys but yeah, no, I think it still holds out. It was my favorite movie growing up because I was such a Josie Grossy in, like, middle school. I was like, I have frizzy hair and braces on that. No one likes me because I sweat a lot and I'm sad all the time. <laughs> I've got so much Sprite in my backpack. <laughs> but yeah, so what movie are you going to make me watch next week?
0: Oh, uh, I have some ideas.
1: mm mm-hmm. Don't, please, please don't make it be...
0: It won't be a shitty movie. It won't be Killing Spree. It'll be a good movie, I promise. It'll be something that I think is good.
1: Well, you, Yeah, that's the thing. What you think is good is different from what I think is good.
0: I know, but they're, they're good movies. They're objectively good movies. Yeah. You, you look like you don't believe me.
1: No, I don't, because I know that's not true.
0: No, oh, it's very true. You told me... Combat Shock is a great movie. No, there are problems not. with it, but it is a fantastic movie.
1: It just makes no sense. The it plot, makes all the sense. The plot, the characters aren't explained. Nothing yeah, explained. Everything's explained. No, it's not. No, it's you didn't even know <laughs> that guy was his friend from war until yeah, you're I did. what like fourth time, fifth time watching. You're like, oh, yeah.
0: and then yeah, it's a good movie. Right. You like Detour?
1: I did. I did. Okay.
0: What, okay. what else did I show you? That's it. That's it? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, they're good movies. Killing Spree is not
1: good. All right. So. Uh... <laughs> oh, well,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, I like Clueless more, though, I will say.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Clueless is
0: just. That also had the Mighty Mighty Boss tones in the soundtrack.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to divorce you.
0: They were playing uh, Someday, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I've, like I've said, I'm just going to divorce you.
0: Though it was interesting because they had the live show and and people were not skanking at the at the show in the movie.
1: Yeah, everyone left and they were still playing. <laughs> That's how that scene ends. People are literally sleeping and the only person still dancing is Christian and he's just like bopping along to it by himself and everyone else is asleep. That's how that scene ends. <laughs> yeah. Because people don't like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Everyone loves the Mighty Boss Tones. I saw
0: the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and people loved it.
1: If you don't like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, come join me in my We Hate the Mighty Mighty B-Tones corner.
0: People were singing along and dancing. There was a guy in a banana costume.
1: And if you like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, go ahead and join in Stuart's side of the We Like the Mighty Mighty B-Tones and we'll we'll fight it out.
0: Join the the, the two-tone squad.
1: No, no, don't don't wear those fucking vans.
0: I don't. I don't. Wear I those
1: saw. Vans. I see people in California wearing those vans, unironically, and I mean, even if it is ironically, I hate it either way. I just see it all the time, and I'm like, why are those still a thing? They're coming back.
0: Well, they got to go full blown ska.
1: What do you? Full blown rude boy. What does that mean? You to be the full rude boy. What does that mean? You dress like a rude boy. I don't know what that means. I just feel like it's just a bunch of guys doing bad stuff. <laughs> Like, they're being mean to their grandparents. <laughs> they're like, Grandma, I got your dentures. Oh, I threw them out the window. ha, <laughs> old person.
0: Well, like Bart Simpson and when he puts on Abe Simpson's dentures.
1: Wait, Ska and the Simpsons have crossover. The scomps- they?
0: Uh, Portlandia. Bart Scompson. And Matt Groening takes them to court. Not because it's a bootleg item, but because it's just oh, terrible. okay. And he's personally offended by it.
1: Okay. For some reason, and Fred
0: Emerson described Scott to the judge.
1: I hung out with a lot of skate skater boys. <laughs> trying to sound not like Avril Lavigne when I say that, <laughs> but I hung out with a lot of boys that skateboarded in high school and they all wore like Bart Simpson t-shirts and they listened to Ska and I hated all of them. That
0: song is on so many Bar Mitzvah playlists from the early 2000s.
1: So, is let's get it started. Yeah, let's go to start it. What is it That's that my, uh, Liz voice. Lemon
0: says? <laughs> that black eyed pea song, black eyed pea songs <laughs> that they wrote for bar mitzvahs. Yeah, where they yell "Mazel Tov." My yeah. parents pointed that out at one point. What do you uh, mean? They were at a bar bat mitzvah, and they were going. Now I wonder if they add that muzzle Tov" in there just for bar mitzvahs. I don't know. And
1: I. No, they really said it. Yeah, Muzzle Tov. Yeah, cause I had to explain what that meant to. People when that song came out, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So not enough
0: ska, more ska.
1: No, there's too much of it. This is not going to be what our podcast is about. I made you watch a good. See, this is what happens every single time I show you a movie. You co-opt it into your own little agenda of ska. It's just, you're selfish. It's my movie time.
0: Okay, it is your movie time. I'm not gonna talk about I'm sorry,
1: I feel bad for getting angry. I wasn't really angry. I was just pointing out that you oftentimes co-opt my podcast time into Ska time. I won't talk about Ska Make friends that like Ska. Do your own podcast about Ska. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sure
0: that exists already.
1: I just hope not. I just (laughs) hope in a perfect world there's no Ska. All the... All the saxophones that aren't played by people who have good intentions are burned. The trombones. I just just want to burn every white guy with hair gels instrument.
0: You could call it scodcasting instead of broadcasting.
1: I don't... You mean podcasting? Broadcasting? Podcasting. Where are you, Walter Cronkite, (laughs) you fucking loser? (laughs) I'm just kidding, you're not a loser. Oh. And are not Walter Cronkite, and you never will be.
0: I could, yeah, I could, I could do that. But yeah, no, I really, I did really enjoy Never Been Kissed, and it had a very, very comforting atmosphere to it. Again, even the, uh no, even even the mean high school stuff, as genuinely scarring as it would be in real life. Yeah, it still has that sort of movie feel to it. Even yeah. though they do reveal, uh, it 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 traumatize.
1: No, it's horrifying. Yeah. Kids are terrible.
0: Oh yeah. Kids are horrible. It's insane that this was normal.
1: Yeah, at one point. So well, yeah, this is
0: what they do. But instead leaves long-lasting trauma to Yeah. Everybody. I
1: mean, she literally became so successful after high school, but she still is like in that headspace of Josie Grossi when she has to remember what it's like being 17 at all comes flooding back. It is trauma. Yeah, It's like she's being triggered by remembering how horrible things were. Like all sense memory comes back and she's like, wait, I was abused. And then she
0: vomits out of shame.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who hasn't though, you know?
0: Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That was pretty awful.
1: Yeah. But they still yeah and they didn't
0: treat it too lightly but wow compared to the things that were coming out at this time like american pie where it's truly a crime the things they do in that
1: yeah i mean granted so are the things that they do in this a little bit um i'm sorry dating a 16 year old when you're your age is not
0: oh no, no no that's that's still a crime but uh, I'm talking about the things that the high schoolers oh, do to each other. Yeah, they? Not what the teachers do taking advantage, and the uh, older folks do taking advantage of uh, right. teenagers.
1: Yeah, American Pie was a weird movie. Yeah. I don't feel like it's comparable to this one, though.
0: No, not at all. It's, it's not good. Um, I'm discovering a lot of things Allison Hannigan is in. Never hold up American Pie, How I Met Your Mother. A lot mother. of people
1: really like Buffy, though. I oh, never I've never watched, watched Buffy. Yeah, I was never yeah. never into Buffy.
0: But Donald Sutherland has something to do with the movie that came out that jump-started the series.
1: Isn't Donald Sutherland the guy from 23 or 24? What? Movie no, that's
0: Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland.
1: Wait, how many Sutherlands are there? There are two,
0: but uh, Donald Sutherland's the one from Don't Look Now. I don't care. He's the one that you like. Yeah. Care. you like Donald Sutherland um,
1: don't want to talk about the Sutherlands anymore they're too many
0: <laughs> there are only two
1: I don't like them
0: <laughs> okay yeah
1: stop making me talk about things that aren't romantic comedies
0: okay but uh I, I enjoyed the movie
1: cool so we'll see you guys next week yeah. for Stewart's Choice Hopefully it has nothing to do with the Sutherland people or their team.
0: It's their not going to be Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
1: Well, I don't, I don't, just please stop listing movies to me. <laughs> I will never watch
0: them. Okay.
1: Wait, no, I have seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers. 70s You made 70s me watch one? it, yeah.
0: No, I never made you yes, watch it. Yes, you them. did. No, we never did. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. It's
1: one of the slugs. What? The slugs. The slugs. That... No, that's Night
0: of the Creeps. God. But that one has Tom Atkins in it I don't know who these people are Tom Atkins was in Halloween 3 I don't care He has the mustache I don't care <laughs> Okay Cool Anyway <laughs> Thank you for listening
1: We're gonna fight now <laughs> Okay
0: I'm gonna go to bed
1: <laughs> Next week Stay tuned for Stuart's turn Yeah
0: Bye bye It'll be good